I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the very final Clash of the Titles. Yes, after almost five years and nearly 500 shows... We're very sadly ending the podcast. But we're going out with the biggest bang imaginable. As on Monday, we climbed Dante's Peak, meaning today we're diving into Tommy Lee Jones' volcano. Excuse I me. would like to underline that these are just precautionary measures. Um, we don't want to start a panic. Pan- Did anybody feel that? Ladies and gentlemen, please remain calm. Please just stay Buckle up, as for the very last time, it's Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken. Hello, Clash Podders. I'm Chris Tilly. I'm Vicky Crompton. No, Alex. No. He said his goodbyes last week. He did. Feels weird doing it without him, though. Yeah. We did a lot with him. We've done, yeah, it's been, it's just been mammoth. Charlie reckoned nearly 850 films. God, is that right? So I'm gutted. We could have hit five years, 500 shows, 1,000 films. You know what terrifies me is if you, I look at the list on your Google Doc. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I kept think, the list. Yeah. That's why I kept the list. And you, it's massive. At the beginning, it seemed like a, a, a it, pointless thing to it's do. It's a bit churlish, yeah. But it's useful. <laughs> it's really useful. And yeah. I scroll through and I think, have I seen those films? And if someone said, oh, you know, thing you think in the thing, I'd be like, no, I haven't seen it. And then it's like, not only have I seen it, I've probably seen it twice. I, and I've talked about it for I an hour. I literally don't know what you talk. I remember doing every one. Of I know those you do. you've got such a good memory for things like that. My memory just doesn't. I think I've got a good memory, but it's obviously bollocks. I don't remember. I, I remember us being in the room and certain things. But if you catch me off guard and you say, "Oh God, who directed Thingy?" I'll be like, "Don't know." Um, so say if someone said to you, "What was the name of that movie where Mr. T played a philosophizing <laughs> bouncer?" 
Would you would you be able to come up with it? Is it the toughest guy in the world? Yeah, really close. Yeah. And and then Is that not even right? The toughest man in the world. All right. And then how does he win the toughest man in the world he contest? Runs through a wall. <laughs> I remember What's that. What's the wall made of? Concrete. Bricks. Bricks. <laughs> he he bashes through a brick wall in slow motion. What well, films I, are you sad that we didn't get to? A lot. Is there really? It's weirding me out, yeah. What's your most uh, sad one? I, I think uh, Donnie Darko is the one I'm saddest we didn't but do. But it was so hard to find the... I know, but well, it's fine. Yeah. We would have figured it out. Um, yeah. Back to the Future, I yeah. think we were going to do the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ghostbusters would have been good. Lots of horror films. Days and Confused, I mentioned on Monday. That's yeah. way up there. Um, some Shane Meadows. Yeah. Just, it's, I can't, can't even think about it. I'm going to get upset. Yeah. And I feel like the rest of my life, I'll be thinking, oh, we didn't get around to that one. I think you will be thinking that. Mm. Yeah. Where are you going to put that energy? You'll have to do something else. You could write a book. It is weird, though, when I see the name of a film or, or, or already, since I've known that we're ending this, it's, um, I'm thinking, oh, what would that pair with? And it's like, yeah, because oh, that's how you're, you've it. always been the brains, haven't you? Like, you, you think of all the things. Overthink, some would say. I mean, yeah, maybe, but that's part for the course. When maybe the I'll person, get a life now. When you do the thinking, you may occasionally overthink. Whereas and I'm like, I like this film. Chris, what goes with this film? And to be fair, a lot of our listeners do say that it's kind of ruined their film watching because they're always thinking either what would this clash well with yeah, or they're thinking... Um, of the categories at the end. I'm concerned what, that what? I won't be able to watch a film without thinking, I'll be like, where's my pen? Where's my thing? I'd like, And it's just, just fucking watch it and don't worry about it. See, um, I won't miss that, but I, I still review films and so I still have to sit through movies with a pad and paper and it's yeah. just super annoying. Yeah, it is a little bit because you want to get into it and get involved. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like I have to, even when I'm reading film, I have to because I don't want to think of something I want to write and then spend the rest of the film trying to remember it when I should be constantly. Oh, no, you've got a zinger. You've got something, you've got something fantastic on the boil. And you know me, water-wall oh, zingers. Full of them. <laughs> Non-stop. An hour of them. So, well, Mark Parsons, for his part, is quite pleased, which is cruel, oh. but he's just being his... Because I put... I watched them in reverse order, so I put Dante's Peak on and I was like, listen, mm. it's the last one. Are you sad? And he was just like... No. no. And he said, well, we can watch something good now. And I was like, we can't watch anything good because everything you like, I think, is boring and everything I like has been on the podcast. So it's all done. We'll never watch a film again. Actually, there's lots of great films I've wanted to introduce Georgina to that I haven't because I've been waiting for us to do them on the podcast. Yeah. And now I don't have to worry about that. You can just, yeah, crack through. Yeah. Yeah. Life's going to change. Yes. Dramatically. Um, but not until we've talked about this movie. All right, so yeah, I'm stalling. Okay. So on Monday, I did Dante's Peak. <laughs> and I'll do Volcano. So yeah, Vicky, take <laughs> us on a volcanic journey. When is a volcano not a volcano? When it's called literally anything else by the residents of LA, a ball of fire, a fireball, an expanded tar pit, steam, gas, or when it's a handy metaphor for racial tension engendered by police brutality, and this despite the movie being called Volcano and opening with a shot of lava. Anyway, TLJ works for OEM, and his main responsibility is to dismiss anything seismologist slash geologist slash who knows, he certainly doesn't, and Hesh says, although she does answer every question that isn't already a widely known fact, i.e. what's magma, with, I don't know. So apart from getting her friend killed by sneaking off pre-dawn, to investigate what her friend has already basically said is a volcano, what use is she? 
but she's not half as meddlesome as Kelly, who has one job in all of this to sass her dad and serve the metaphor for how busy Angelinos are. So two jobs, which she can't even manage because she's busy wandering into a bomb site. And so TLJ has to outrun lava and gravity in this film to save her. Phew. Point being, TLJ is a good dad and I think he's in there with Anne Hesch, but mercifully the film pulls back on that. A doctor reassesses her relationship with her callous boyfriend in one storyline that is massively set up and then basically abandoned. And racism is totally fixed. Thanks, Volcano. I mean, ball of fire, fireball, expanded tarp, it's steamed gas. What the hell? <laughs> uh, great job. <laughs> but yes, what the hell so is I've, this yeah, I've seen it once and I don't remember much about it, but I remember liking it. So I was quite pleased to be watching this again. Yeah, I mean, I was pleased to be... I couldn't remember anything either from watching it. As I said on Monday, I've got no memory of watching these, just know I did watch them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, when you think about that premise, I was more excited about re-watching this. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, well, that it's is a funny... Crackers, yeah. And obviously, one of the great taglines. Oh my God, that is... It's just... It deserves a place in the canon. Like, You've got to you, say it. Oh, it's the coast is toast. The coast God, is toast. God, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm so jealous. Um, maybe, you don't need much else, to be well, honest. Maybe call the film that. Oh, it's lengthy though, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> That's not lengthy. I just think it's brilliant. What just like one final? I'm not pitching for a job. Shout out to marketing. Great job, guys. Yes. The cast is toast is phenomenal. Yes. Best thing about the film. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, and it it didn't it didn't disappoint actually. No, it no. just does. It's just a very joyous thing to watch. Really weird. Yeah. And 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 the, there's some weirdness in it that I liked, and as you say, it's stuff I get, I'm going to get pretty angry about as we go through it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a very small bit about it. Full disclosure: I didn't do the twin movie thing because I thought you would. So what I've got is quite a few facts about lava. Uh, that's kind of it. So it was written by Jerome Armstrong and Billy Ray, but directed by Mick Jackson of The Bodyguard. Yes. Hi, hi, Mick. Thank you, thank you once again. And threads. Yeah, now, we talked about Threads. I've been too frightened. I've never watched it. But did Alex see it and he was terrified by it? Yeah, I think so. I think everyone's, everyone's frightened by Threads. Yes, I don't, I don't... I can't remember. I feel like I was shown it at school or something weird. Maybe, do you know what? I'm probably mixing up my stories. Anyway, so we'll talk about the lava. Um, this is one thing I actually do remember from the film is that everyone is covered in paper the whole time. <laughs> and they must have been like artfully wiping it from Anne Hesh's forehead because you can't look too covered in paper and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, the lava itself was like um, it's something that they would call like milkshake goop. Uh, that's used on the miniatures, and then you have digitally created lava. I think the lava is really brilliant. Um, it's the work <laughs> of Matt Beck of uh, Light Matters. So, but the only reason the twin thing matters here is that I read that obviously, as you said, both films are due out around the same time. But once a volcano was kind of out of the race, they had a bit more time to work on the lava. So that's one good thing that came out of it. Right. So my only other thing was about whether or not it could happen because sure. there's stuff in the film where Tommy Lee Jones is like, what's an earthquake? <laughs> Which is ridiculous <laughs> given where he lives. But then Anne Hesh very reasonably is like, well, wherever there's earthquakes, you know, you could have a volcano, kind of. And so, you know, there's the San Andreas Fault that's the mm. largest fault line in the contiguous United States. That runs through California, so maybe. However, they do have a scientific advisor on the film that's like, absolutely not. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't happen for at least a few million years. So it plays fast and loose, yeah. but I think that's absolutely fine. I don't think it's pretending to do... No. 
Yeah. Not a tr- yeah. We, we, Characters are the boss of a department that should know everything about this. They know absolutely fuck all. It doesn't matter. It's a what if movie. Yeah. Now, the thing you were talking about, the box office, I read it cost 19. It made one, two, three. Mm, that's which... the Wikipedia number. Yeah. What's the real number then? No, no. I mean, that, that's all we've got to go on. Okay. So I'm sure that's right. I mean, I think, yeah, you've got but to be that's... annoyed because you've got massive star power in Tommy Lee Jones at that time. Yeah, ish. I guess um, the question was, can he open a movie on his own? Yeah. Or does he need Harrison Ford opposite him or, or what have you? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like trying to establish him, you know, Oscar winner, yeah, amazing actor. Just on the action. Can thing. he yeah. can he can he lead a movie himself? And yeah, it might have made 122 for 90 million, but that's always without, you know, press and publicity and marketing. It is. Which means your film loses. Which money. means the person that came up with the cost is toast is not even in that figure. So um yeah. And but you know, I'd pay I guess if they came that. up with that on on the first day. <laughs> yeah. Then they didn't pay them that much, so maybe that helped. It was probably a runner or so. Yeah. Anyway, it's fantastic. So that's it. That is all I want to say fine. on that. It's fine. There's not huge stories behind the making of these movies. No, which uh, fitting really. Um, it'd be weird <laughs> if there was. So, um, LA wakes up, and it is so LA in LA mm. right now. But under the very ground, the Angelinos walk on danger, lava, definitely a fucking volcano. Um, oh, strong opening. It's building anticipation. Well, it gives the volcano. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. A character, because okay. it is coming for uh, you. I can't believe you said rumble, that. Rumble, rumble, rumble. <laughs> it's all, it's all exciting, apart from the chat about building a rail extension. Yeah, which doesn't really go anywhere. No. Uh, so Tommy Lee Jones is in charge of the office for emergency management. Mm. Don't know how. Very exciting. Doesn't no. seem to be the best at his job. Don Cheadle seems to be better at his job. Yes, very much so. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be very interested. In... Barely there. Science, nature, no, no. any of it. He's very dismissive. Logistics, none yes, of it. He's he's a deeply dismissive man. <laughs> and Hesh is going to play our "We Won't Believe You" scientist, mm. John Corbett. Yeah, playing Norman Calder. Yeah. Of, of of, do you remember the acronym for where he, he he's working? This is more of the train stuff. No. Uh, sensible transit only, please. Sensible. Stop. Ah, oh, love it. But he's got his. He's also got Beverly Hills Heights apartment building opening that week. He's built the whole thing yeah. or something. They chuck he? all this nonsense in at the start just so yeah. we've got some reference point at the end. So his partner is Doctor Calder. Yeah. Um, and that will be important later. Ish. But ish. Ish. <laughs> ish. But they're all. They, it's so they can have a conversation about his building opening, even though it's still under construction. I think because it's obviously a really rundown building that they're gonna destroy at the end of the movie and they need to sort of explain why it looks like crap oh okay I just missed it but I think I don't know it's who just, knows it's just what, otherwise why are we talking about this I don't stuff know in, I a, just, in an action movie no idea so there's a quake but it's nothing to worry about and then there's a gas explosion or is it steam mm. uh, is it oh it looks good it's very worrying uh, but Tommy Lee Jones at this point he knows something is I'm not gonna, I think he's called Mike I'm not going to call him Mike uh, he knows something is up for now but later he won't be that bothered. Like this is his point where he's like, "I know something's wrong," and then he spends well, a lot of time saying, "What is? What is he?" We even know. Going on? We know he knows something up because we have several scenes of him looking at a manhole suspiciously. Yeah, he's uh, some, there's something down, and there. he's got a hell of a glare on him. He does. <laughs> he's a he's a maverick. He's he's a loose cannon. He's In a, the OEM, you think he's, he's a loose a rebel. cannon? I think he is because as soon as he goes underground here, it's like no one's asked him to do that. He well, just go- quite. Not the only person that, that does this during the movie. Very, very, very <laughs> bold and risky move. Yeah. 
So he's down the hole. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to get down there. Now, to me, he goes down there with a much less well-established character. So I was like, you're going to get cooked straight away. Mm. But no, he doesn't. They both emerge from that scared. He, sh- he should have gone down there with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Marry on! <laughs> Sweetheart! <laughs> I can't see, sweetheart. But the rats get cooked, so we know something is up. Yeah. Um, and then it means he can start doing the the speeches from The Fugitive. Yes. I mean, I don't know when he got cast in this film, but it's very clear to me. Was it Gil Gerard was the name of the character? Anyway, he's got about five fugitive speeches here where he's just barking <laughs> orders, doing this, gas lines, refinery lines, hen house, dog house. I want you to get this down this fi- time and this fi- time. <laughs> find me a geologist and it's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not from around here. That is a continual joke. Oh, my accent. I'm not from around here, but I talk, you know, I talk straight kind of thing. But I mean, the point is we love... What audiences love watching Tommy Lee Jones bark orders and give speeches like that. So, yeah, writing more of them. Yeah, I do. Uh, we'll ask Anne Hesh what's under MacArthur Park. She doesn't know. So, she, once again, Tommy Lee Jones is the head of office, the Office of Emergency Management. But the writers have assumed that even we, the audience, don't know what an earthquake is. Mm. So, she explains to the chief of OEM yeah, what tectonic plates, what tectonic plates are and what they do. And what does he do, Vicky? Well, he doesn't believe her. No. And, and he, then, la- he laughs in her face. Yeah, he does. Ha ha ha. An earthquake. We've just seen one. Not- and then Rachel, there's the name of her co worker. Mm. She's not. She's contractually not allowed to save volcano because we have to save that for some reason for another twenty five years. But she does say could be lava, and he's like, "Don't be ridiculous! Don't be." He's like, "What tectonic plates? No, but that that does feel a little in a little unfair." Yeah, it it's. It's just awful that our hero is laughing at these women and <laughs> refusing to believe experts, which yes. is something we've come to know and hate the yes, last few that's years. Quite and yeah. it's not a very heroic trait. And I was struggling for him to come back from this scene. But just with one apology at the just end, laughing at laughing at clever women, laughing at the clever women. So these spunky gals, TM. They've just got to have a literal look, their literal selves down the hole, which is mad. So effectively, he gets one of them killed. He does. Because they had no choice. Rachel is told. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's Amy's not doing well here. There feels like there should be safety precautions. Yeah, she's like, let's just go down in the dead of night, basically, when yeah. there's no one around to help us or save uh, us. Again, I guess she's being a maverick, but she does get her friend killed. Yes, she does. So uh, OEM at this point kind of snaps into it. You get a lot of, you, I think the direction does what it has to, which is make a, an office look kinetic in some way. Yeah. So you do that through. There's a lot of fast cuts, very choppy, very yep. busy. And you give lines to Don Cheadle, who's basically in utilities. Right. Any more quips or can we work this thing? Said no one ever at like Thames Water. But you've got to give those kind of lines. Otherwise, it does seem quite boring. He wants his boss's job. He's there to bring a bit of life relief. And and, and also, I guess the point is Tommy Lee Jones is on his own for lots of this film. Yeah. And you've got to give him a partner to talk to. So yes. it gives him a, a, almost a sidekick. I think Don Cheadle is very good in this. Actually. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a mention later on. <laughs> yeah, he might do. <laughs> so the La Brea tarp hits a bubbling away. Balls of hardened lava are raining down the street. Are on fire and no one has yet said the word volcano. I didn't this. This is this is good spot. It's <laughs> hilarious, and they will go to great lengths not to. So you know, there's lots of reporters in this film, which yeah. is fine. It's an easy way to get your information across. It, re- it really, we get a, a hell of a lot of commentary from them, but yeah. it's useful. So one of them, the one in the car at this point, Mitch, the tar pits have expanded and fire is coming out of the ground. A huge, huge ball of fire, <laughs> like a fireball. 
Like a volcano, Mitch. <laughs> Why is it so unbelievable? The, the, all the, the voiceover from the newsreader is going, well, as LA wakes up this morning, it's something like a fireball. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's just a fucking volcano, man. <laughs> I just can't believe it. None of it would matter if you, the audience, wasn't like, it, I know it's a volcano because yeah. you opened with it and it's called volcano. Are we live? Are, is this an alternate universe yeah, well, where there's, there's never been a never volcano? Happened. Because they, if there is, they need to establish that early on. <laughs> I don't think you should be doing it at like the act one turn. It's, <laughs> it makes no sense. Anyway, at some point, someone will say volcano. I can't remember when. Uh, some firefighters get it. That is brutal. Yes. But then the dog doesn't, and that just re that I just doesn't make me feel good about the firefighters getting it. Like it no. just felt very sad. Yes, and scary. No, terrifying. I agree. It's quite shocking the way the firefighters die, and the dog, like in and Dante's in uh, Inferno, Dante's peak. Um, it feels like an afterthought. Yeah, we've just got to chuck this in here. We've got we to don't, have we a don't really dog. establish the dog. Yeah. So I think there's two dogs in this film actually. So now what we've got, we've got our enemy, which is the lava flow, yes. the volcano. Yes. It's on the loose. This is, I mentioned this in the Dante's Peak episode. Anne Hesh has like come out of the hole where her friend was killed and sees the lava on the loose and goes, Rachel, you would have loved it. Would mm. I have loved the thing that got me killed? I don't think I would, Amy, to be honest. It's such a, it's, but it I, is. I, I feel a bit sorry for her in this film because she has... After Rachel dies, she has a, a five-second scene where she's got to be angry and she's just on her own emoting anger. Yes. And then a five-second scene where she's got to be sad and she has a five-second... Uh, we see five seconds of her sort of yeah. losing it. And it's like she's going through the stages of grief to try and give her character depth. But it just, again, <laughs> it just feels like it's an afterthought. It's yeah. just chucked in. Oh, Amy, what do you want? And then she's over it and she can... Well, she gets relegated to fucking babysitter in oh, about God. ten minutes. That's oh, my God. so patronising. Mm. Uh, we get a Hieronymus Bosch joke that no one needs. <laughs> and then Tommy Lee Jones and Nan Hesh dangle over the lava. Great. The police are racist, by the way. Oh, LA, how you continue to surprise. Mm, Mark Furman uh, oh, gets yeah. referenced. Yeah. So it's all there. Like Big time. They set up the racial tension earlier in the film, but like that's very specific to this yeah. this decade. He was, if you don't know Mark Furman, he was a racist cop who was who was uh, part of the OJ trial. But um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll get to the racist stuff. It is, it is madness. <laughs> I was quite into it by the end. Actually, we'll have a short break now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What I want to talk about at length a little bit is the side mission, right, to mm. rescue the Metro passengers. Mm. So they're passed out because they're underground. There's toxic, you know, yeah. gas and shit. And that would make you pass out. So Stan. Now, Stan has been set up as a little bit of a job's worth. Yep. Uh, probably not a natural hero. He's got a very well-developed storyline where he's trying to give up smoke. <laughs> yeah. You know what? There's a scene earlier on where there's the... Um, oh, God, it's it's like the anti-smoking league. Yeah. And and there's a huge sign in the background and then it's on fire. And yeah. I'm like, what's the, massi- what's the message here? It's quite early for that sort of activism. It's the American well, but... Lung Association. Yeah. And they put... Because like, he's... He needs a fag, and then yeah. in the background, I don't know what the what speaking is. truth to power, man. Like back back in the day, everyone smoked in 1997, so it's just that's you know. So we're burning down the American Lung Association <laughs> side. Are we saying smoking's good? In the 90s, it was good, yeah, it was and good. then and then it became bad. We should say that Stan is played by John Carroll Lynch, yes, who's such a great actor, and I think his probably most infamous role is in Zodiac, where he is really frightening yeah. in that film. Yeah. And he's a good actor. He's just a great character actor. So, yeah, he goes on a journey in this film. It's really good. It's pretty good. Um, did you... And so, obviously, his big moment is is rescuing the train driver. Yeah. Did you see what the train driver was reading before he gets on the yeah, train? Yeah, how to sell a screenplay. Yeah. Oh, LA, what are you like? Everyone's <laughs> trying to sell a screenplay. But I thought it was funny because the most famous screenwriting book of recent years is Save the Cat. And that Stan gets his save the cat moment (laughs) by saving the guy who's reading writing screenplays that sell. That's fantastic. Yeah. Do you know that's on purpose? No. Oh. (laughs) No, because I don't think Save the Cat was even written when this film got made. But But, that's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun because I'm thinking, oh, the screenwriters must have put that in. Yeah. And then I thought they were going to kill the train drivers. Oh, wow. So the screenwriters have killed an ambitious screenwriter. Yeah, as you would. But then they haven't, actually. Yeah, no one likes competition. There's nothing worse than I was like, all right. It's like, I don't, don't want to know. <laughs> don't tell me a single word more. Don't oh say Oh, God, it's awful, isn't it? I don't yeah. tell anyone anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, the point being, we're rescuing passengers off the train carriage to safety, but the lava has flowed underneath the train. So by the time Stan comes to the back of the train, he's got the driver on his back. He can't make the jump. Mm. So he jumps anyway, lands on the lava. They did a lot of testing of like, how quick would your shoes melt and things like mm-hmm. that. And then he knows he can't do anything. He's in the lava now. He's dead. So he throws the driver to safety and the driver makes it across and Stan combusts. Mm. So here we are, a little fact check. You wouldn't sink in lava because it's much denser than water. So you'd just sort of be on the surface of it, like burning up. 
He doesn't really sink that. I mean, he seems to, he seems to sort of melt. Uh, you might um, you might start a sort of um, a gas reaction where you'd be enveloped by like a bubbling gas, mm. um, or the other thing that doesn't, which is actually quite reassuring. Um, it's not hot enough that you would burn up that quickly. Apparently, the temp- the average temperature of lava is about the same as um, a crematorium, mm. and that takes a while to burn up a body. So that's reassuring. Mm. I think you'd be very unwell, and you yeah, might never use your feet because again. Because obviously in the crematorium, it might take a while to burn up a body, but if you got chucked in there, you would die relatively quickly. You would die very... Yeah, mm. yes, you would. Obviously. So how long is Stan looking at? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say, what well, if for real, mm. probably about 20 minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> now, let me just check you. Wow. Oh, no, it's 22 minutes, actually. So, yeah, it was, it was really close. Yeah, this is our final uh, visit to Burning Up Corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how we knew you. <laughs> Combustible Corner. We with... barely had time. <laughs> God, write that down. Maybe there might be something there. Uh, so, Anne Hesh, super useful here because she tells the men... If you put water on a hot thing, it cools down. <laughs> so that's <laughs> super good. Um, the lava now kind of sorts the tensions between police and the African-American communities that they are abandoning in order to rescue museums and Hieronymus Bosch paintings, presumably. Yeah. So they, they uh, the, the racist white cop arrests a black man who's yeah. asking for help yes. for his bit of town. Yeah. And then he gets unarrested mm-hmm. with some help from a non-racist white cop. Yeah. And he turns his back on them and then leaves. But then he realises they need his help. So he turns back and then you've got black and white working side by side. Because of a volcano. And the cop sends the fireman to the black community. Eventually, It's a hell of a journey. It is. Although by the time he sent them, that guy's house has definitely gone by now. <laughs> which is a bit late. Um, and also, have I missed, did I get this wrong? Doesn't one cop say to the other... You're a good guy for yeah. doing that. And it's like, mm, don't know about that. <laughs> like, just doing your job and stop being racist. I agree. I agree. He gets he gets some credit Why for it. Why does he get some credit? Yeah. Well well done. Yeah. Oh, okay. He did arrest. Oh, dearie me. Strange moment here as well. When when they realise that the lava will turn, um, uh, Mike, Tommy Lee Jones says it'll go in a horseshoe shape. Yes. And and the people around him don't understand what that is. They do, he has to get a map so, out. No, he, say, he says, no, uh, all right, a cul-de-sac. And then they all understand it. <laughs> now, I think you would understand horseshoe before you understood cul-de-sac. I would, yeah, you would. They right. did it in the wrong order. It's such a weird moment. <laughs> it's like a payoff that got maybe got edited out somewhere because he's like, like a horseshoe. He's like, what's a fucking horseshoe? What are you talking about? We need a cul-de-sac, and it's like they'd gone earlier. See, see what? Yeah, what it should happen is he says it's like a cul-de-sac. Someone goes, "What's a cul-de-sac?" Yeah, it's like a horseshoe. Oh, okay. oh brilliant! But yeah, anyway, I just thought it, it, it's in the wrong order. It is in the wrong <laughs> order. But anyway, we test the horseshoe. It totally works. We spray the floor with water, so we get to have Keith David saying, "Did we just beat this bastard?" Which is excellent. I mean, always good to see Keith David. Always, always love his always. face, love his voice, love his delivery. Did we just beat this oh, bastard? Let's have a beer with Keith David. You would. Yeah, you would. Uh, false end alert, though, because Anne Hess, she just knows there's something bigger than Hiroshima down there. Okay. So the lava is back. It's going to erupt on your daughter. Mm. She's in her own babysitting storyline because that's what happens to all the women in this film. But so there's first the doctor has to look after uh, Tommy Jones's daughter. Yeah. And then, and then the daughter starts looking after another kid. Yeah, and it's like, I don't, why, why are we? Do, I don't care about any of this. No. And then, yeah, I think it's we're building up to the finale, 
and he sends Amy, yeah, who knows who knows more about this stuff than he does, to look for his daughter. Yeah. It's so disrespectful. Yeah, it really it's so is. sexist. <laughs> it's just unbelievable that you would do this to a person who is the hero of the film. Although uh, maybe Kelly, the daughter, is only babysitting Tommy, the little kid, so that you can have them play rock, paper, scissors so he can go, lava, what beats lava? And she can go, my dad. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That is so ridiculous. Yeah. Love it. Um, I've got this in the wrong order, but let's just do it. We'll wrap up Dr. Calder's storyline. Her evil boyfriend comes along at some point mm. and says, these people are strangers to mm. you, to which everyone screams... Aren't all your patients strangers to you? That she's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what she does. Yeah. Of course they're strangers to her. If these were all their family, that would be really, really brutal. What a handsome bastard he is. <laughs> You're willing to die for strangers. <laughs> yeah, I'm a qualified doctor, so Literally yeah, I guess doing I am. My job. I'm doing my job, go away. So we assume that they're gonna uh split up. So this is the point where Tommy Lee Jones briefly he just doesn't know what to do. No. Well, we, the film has to give him something to do, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Our hero has to do something heroic. In in Dante's Peak, it's being trapped under a car for two days, <laughs> which isn't the most dynamic thing for James Bond Literally to be doing. kill you. But yeah. It's make a decision. Yes. Do we dig the trench? Do we flatten the Beverly Centre? What do we do? Anne Hedges, it will flow this way. I don't know. What do we do? And then he's like, no, I do know. It's fine. I was surprised because I was like, you do seem to have been promoted beyond your ability yes. at OEM. It would make sense to me that you wouldn't have a fucking clue what to do in this but situation. But he's, he's delivered a speech. I'm talking, you know, I've said that there's been many speeches in this film and, and it gets a cheer from everyone around him. So yeah. if you basically, if you're a football manager, you can, people, do, you can do anything. You can do anything. If you talk a good game. Yeah, you can do city um, management and logistics. Definitely. And so, yeah, he... <laughs> so they decide to, to blow up the Beverly Hills Tower which was established at the start of the film, and turn it into a dam of sorts. Yes. And so, again, Mike's got to do something heroic, so he runs and gets a drill. He, he just starts drilling the ground. For no reason. Randomly. I mean, it's, it needs doing, rather, but there are so, so many people around. Yeah. But he's like, no, it needs to be me. Yeah, and it's almost like he's on his own doing it. <laughs> like, no one has to, he's probably in the wrong bit. Yeah. I'll just leave him, he's fine. So, yeah, we're going to make but a he's dam. Doing, he's doing a man's job, which is drilling. Yeah. A woman's job is searching it's, for my daughter. That's right. But the bomb site, bloody Kelly's just wandered into oh, it. Oh, Kelly? Kelly, come on. What are you doing? Mike sees his daughter. Tommy Lee Jones sees his daughter. He bought the explosion. <laughs> is this the most irresponsible move in the film? Um, if you bought the explosion, she's still going to die because the, the lava is heading that way. Yeah. I don't know how she makes it out alive, to be honest. Well, he runs to save her yes. in slow motion yeah. and it looks incredibly fake. It's oh some of the worst God. stuff I've, in the film. That's one of the worst things I've seen on the podcast. Like, yeah. I don't want to be like that about this film. No, because... I don't like it because obviously 1997, we've got different, you know, different uh, technology. But... And yet this is your big moment at the end. Yeah. When did Independence Day come out? Before this, yeah. yeah. So I think this it's just running past a cardboard model of a building it's yeah. ludicrous it's terrible and he grabs her and moves her 10 feet yeah. as far as i can and see and now they're absolutely fine and the building collapses and i and I, luckily she grabs little tommy she didn't have to no. she's like oh i'll get him you get me and yeah. they are buried under rubble bear in mind yeah from a multi-story building yeah fine not a problem, just covered in dust. I mean, it takes a few seconds and everyone's looking for Mike, so he's got his, his hero <laughs> emergence. Um, we hear a news report that, I love this line, the volcano is shutting down. 
I don't know what that means. Brilliant. And the volcano looks quite happy, doesn't it? Like chugging along through the storm. Just, do, 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 do. I'll go this way now. Won't melt the storm drains or anything. It, like I like that. Wow. I think yeah, you look... really do believe the volcano is a character in this yes, film. Yes, I do. Oh, look. You've, oh, you've given it a little voice. A little path. You've given it an inner monologue. <laughs> Amazing. Shall we go to the sea? <laughs> it looks rubbish when it goes in the sea, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, racism is a distant memory. What was racism, you guys? Because everybody looks the same. Thanks, Volcano. Yeah, so a kid's looking for his dad or his parents and he sees the ash on yeah. everyone who survived, yeah. which is chilling because of 9-11. Yes. Um, but he sees these people and he says, look at their faces. They all look the same. Yeah. Because black and white are all shades of grey now. Yeah. And poor Keith David, an African-American man, has to keep a straight face... <laughs> While a kid is saying, this volcano has ended. And that's Racism. all it took. That is all it's it took. It's done. Yeah. We will never have any problems just again. I can't believe this is in the film. It's, uh, it's, I'm getting a sense you like it. I just, it's because it, it's, well, in Maybe right, you're not a, black. From a, Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think my lived experience is different and my privilege allows me to go, oh, that's funny. Look at their faces. <laughs> they all look the same. Yep. Yeah. They're not staying grey. Script wise. It's been set up. It has. <laughs> so oh, it I can't, has. I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, it's cloying and ridiculous yeah. and it is a little unfair. Because 9-11 didn't solve racism when everyone you know, was didn't. covered in ash. It didn't, did it? No. We all didn't hold If anything, and... racism got worse. Yeah. Because of structural inequalities which aren't fixed by ash, P.S. <laughs> <laughs> and because of racism which isn't fixed by ash. Anyway, that's it. The film. Oh, no, mm. the film ends. But Oh, Amy, Amy says she could have been wrong. I but, can't believe they made her say that. No. She was never wrong. But she then was, someone, uh, it gets pointed out that, yeah, we would have known 24 hours in advance. Yeah, if we just listened uh, to you. So it, it's still his fault that we didn't know earlier and do something earlier, but he doesn't say sorry. No. And I would thought they were, because the poster or the press for this film, there's a picture of Tommy Lee Jones with his arms around Anne Hesh's middle and they're stood in front of a big waterfall of lava. Right. So I was like, okay, obviously those are your two leads, romantic leads. And so I thought, we're obviously going to end on a kiss. Yes. And I really didn't want to. No. And I just was so grateful that they didn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And, and they would have made a very odd couple. So it isn't in there. Yeah. He, he, but you, yeah, you do worry because he's got the nagging wife as well early on. Yeah. But no, very good she didn't kiss him because he laughed in her face. Yeah. When she was, her constantly. she was doing her job. Yeah, got her friend killed. What a friggin' hero. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's the end of the film. Well, the chief wants to speak to Tommy Lee Jones about a mudslide in Malibu, but now he's going on vacation. That's right. He now wants he's nothing going, of it. So fuck he, that, fuck he's, Malibu. <laughs> he's learned something and it's to let people die. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I like. I quite like the ending with "I Love LA" by Randy Newman playing. Well, I, as that's so you though. Mount Wiltshire is added to the database. Status active. <laughs> so so we. So we. We. We're setting up a sequel. So stupid. Uh, right. Let's do the bits. What's your best scene? Um. Well, you know, I'm an aspiring screenwriter, yes. aren't we all? Yes. And yes, uh, so I'm going for Stan saving the aspiring screenwriter. Yep. Uh, it's my best scene. It's, it's miles away the best scene. Yes. Just when they're tight and he says, Rah! Yeah. And he throws it. There's no way that's going to yeah. make a bit of difference. Who, what, what normal human would attempt to leap of any distance with a man on their yeah. back? No one. No, it's a, it's a beautiful thing and it's a genuinely dramatic moment. Yes. And it, it's unexpected because he's been set up as a bit of a prick. 
Uh, who or what is your most valuable I mean, whatever? It's Don Cheadle. He steals the film. Yeah. He has got charisma to burn. Tommy Lee Jones is a great actor and he's fine. But Don Cheadle, it, he, I don't know, he brings some comic relief and I feel like the movie lights up. It's a, it's a movie star, isn't he it? It is a movie star, yeah. yes. Uh, don't punch me in the face. Mine is the lava. Or the tagline, the cost is told. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but that's because I'll go next. My change is... Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Give Don Cheadle the job. Don't just go on holiday. So at the end, he's like, Don Cheadle, you're yeah. in charge while I'm on holiday. Just give him the job. He's better at it than you are. He wants it. Everybody likes him. He'll be really good for the town. Yeah. So just give him the job. Yeah. That's my change. <sighs> Volcanoes aren't, can't end racism. No. Um, but uh, I've actually said this uh, already now, so I've ruined my, I've ruined it for myself. <laughs> but um, Amy needs to be the hero of this film, not Mike. Yeah. Um, she's right at the beginning of the movie and he laughs in her face uh, and from that moment on I don't think he gets to be the big hero and his hero moments are ridiculous at the end of the movie <laughs> so yeah I would just I would switch them around never going to happen no uh, so that's it it's time for the verdict you want answers I think I'm entitled you want answers I want the truth do you want to go first so um, I, I did because we're doing twin movies this week, yeah. we've talked about the budgets. Do you want to know? I know it's not your favourite subject. The Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> for these movies. No, not really, but go, uh, please. Dante's Peak, 28%. 28%? With the critics. That's ridiculous. 38% with the audience. Right. Uh, Volcano, 49% with the critics. Yeah. 32% with the audience. That is quite interesting. Not a huge amount of reviews, though. Uh, only uh, only 30 and 47, so, so not a great... Anyway, I just thought, maybe interesting, maybe not. I am going for Volcano. Right. I think structurally, it might not be the superior film, but I found bits of Dante's Peak a little bit boring. Whereas Volcano... I found entertaining from start to finish, even the bits that were annoying me and making me want to throw stuff at the yeah, screen. That's so true. <laughs> so yeah, because of that, I am voting for <clears throat> Volcano. So I think we are actually in an Armageddon versus Deep Impact situation here because Dante's Peak is better and it's more realistic and it's human-centred in a way that Volcano isn't. The effects are probably as good as the lava... But Volcano is based on a fucking mental premise mm. and therefore it's really fun to watch. So given that we are on our way out the door, I will correct or make amends for or whatever I did around Deep Impact Deep and Impact Armageddon and I will vote for Volcano also. So we have a winner. Yes, an and outright winner. And that is our final winner of the final Clash of the Titles. Yeah. And that movie... It's Volcano. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Profuse apologies that it's not something better, but you kept asking for them. Yeah. So ultimately, it's your fault, listener. It's your fault we've Didn't ended. people keep asking? They didn't, did they? Yes. Yeah, we got lots of messages suggesting these two movies. Okay. All through the years. So hopefully it's made hopefully that's all right. a handful of people happy. So um, that just leaves time for me to do some very important thank yous. Uh, thank you to Stack, our benevolent overlords, <laughs> who we've loved working for and with. Yeah. Um, thanks to all the brilliant producers who have overseen the show. Katie, Blondine, Charlie, uh, most recently the brilliant Nikki 
and everyone else who has helped record and edit the show and taken out all the libelous stuff we've said over the years. Yeah. Including uh, that priest joke that Alex did four years ago <laughs> that I still think we should have included. Release the silly cuts. <laughs> I still have it on my laptop somewhere. Just one day, you never know. <laughs> Stick it on Twitter. It's not even that bad. It's not even libelous. No. Those priests did do that. <laughs> and I'm going on the record to say it. it's stating a fact. What was that going to be in? It was in... The, the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Oh, End of Days. Oh, my God. See, I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> Idiot. Um, thanks to all the guests who brought great insights and humour to the podcast. Of course. And vastly improved the episodes on which they appeared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially, not especially, but including three-time guest three-time Dave Berry. Three-time Dave Berry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, miss, I'll miss that annual tradition. Of... I had to be excised from the annual tradition because there was too much talking. So um, yeah. I only I only did it the one. We waited, we waited for you to go on holiday and did it each time because <laughs> yeah. we can't be in the same room together. No, and there's only so much wine Oxygen. in the local <laughs> pubs as well. <laughs> Once the four of us get on those vinos, oh, I'm going to miss those. Uh, thanks to you, the listeners, for your constant and unwavering support. And for all the lovely emails and comments and tweets and reviews and messages we've received throughout the years, it really has felt like a community. And we're only sorry that there won't be another Fanuary or Febu Fanny <laughs> for all of you to put all of our choices to shame. Yeah. Yeah. Especially sorry to people who sent them in this year. Yeah. Uh, just apologies. And for me personally, I want to thank Alex and Vicky for being the best co-hosts a movie geek could ask for. Oh, wow. I really am gutted this is coming to an end, but as I always say of our show, it's not about the destination, but rather the journey, and you've made this the best journey ever. I'm going to stop there as I'm worried I might cry, but Vicky, have you got anything you want to add or say before we end? Obviously, I just echo everything that you say a million times a million and a million and thank you to everybody that listens to it and obviously to you and Alex and I just like I I know I've said this before but the people that listen to this show the difference I never thought I could do it and I said this to Alex last week Mm. I never thought in a million years I would ever do anything like this and I didn't even want to do anything like this I remember and you were super nervous before the first couple of episodes and everyone that listens made me realise that I think we did have a good thing and it's felt it's made a huge difference to how I think about myself and what I think I can do and that's it came along at exactly the right time in my life as well and I really needed it and it's been incredible so thank you to you and Alex and to every single person who is listening to me say this. Well, you you didn't need to doubt yourself. You were brilliant from day one, so I'm glad you figured that out as well. Should we just not end it? Just keep talking. We'll We'll get some beers in, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it. Um, Clash is signing off for the very last time, meaning it's farewell from me and her and him. Clash of the Titles is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. 
Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.